Welcome at the launch of uh, season two of the EIS podcast. Great that you're all joining here from the city of Rotterdam, my hometown, uh, place where I'm born. And I'm together here with Arli, uh, another uh, uh, person behind the scenes, uh, but also uh, one of your uh, reporters uh, of the EIS podcast. We are both from this city and uh, we have here also Omar. Hello, everyone. Omar. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great that he is uh, here because Omar is now living here. And what are you doing here in, uh, in Rotterdam now, uh, Omar? Uh, well, basically, I'm doing uh, my final internship here, working on my thesis and also being close to the EAS headquarters in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what, where's your internship uh, about? So uh, I'm doing an internship in a, in a startup uh, focusing on ecosystem services trading. Uh, which will also be the topic of my thesis. Um, it aims to reward smallholder farmers for their ecosystem services. So it is still uh, related to, to agriculture in a I way. See. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And what do you, what's your function in the uh, organization? So currently uh, I work as the EAS World President. Uh, and since, uh, to, since uh, July 2020, since the Online World Congress, and uh, it's been a great journey so far. Yeah, great. And, and how do you see life here in the Netherlands? How are you experiencing it here? Well, everything is, is good. I really like it here. Um, I, like every day I see something different and I'm just uh, amazed by how the things are organized in the Netherlands. I'm learning ev also everything, uh, every day something new uh, with my internship, uh, with my thesis but also in the life here in general in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, it's great so far. I really like it. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, uh, I invited you in the beginning uh, of your stay here to our tour in, uh, in Rotterdam. We will go at the end of the uh, live stream also outside to show you uh, the city. But yeah, how would you describe the city if you would explain it to someone who has never visited uh, the city of Rotterdam? Uh, well, the first thing I learned when I came to Rotterdam was that the city, like most of it was destroyed with the World War and that most of the buildings are almost new. Um, so there's a lot of history in the city, but there's also a lot of landmarks. There's the Markthal, there's the Erasmus Bridge, but I also like the, the way the city is organized with the bikes, with the public transport system. There's a good, there's a really good public transport system with the metros, the buses. I easily go, can go to my internship uh, uh, location in Morcapella, north of Rotterdam, and I can also easily go to my family's place in another city. So it's like the, the public transport system is, is really, really good. And that's what impressed me at, uh, at first. I see, yeah. And you're also welcome to uh, come visit us in Wageningen uh, anytime. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. I'll definitely go there some, sometime before my internship. Because uh, I've been working with IAS Wageningen for several years since I joined IAS. I've heard a lot about it, also for the university, not only the city. And uh, yeah, it would be amazing to go there. Yeah, yeah, you are uh, certainly welcome there. Yes, Thank you. the corona measures will be less strict, and we can organize a lot of activities. It would be great. For sure, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wageningen University, you have may, uh, may have heard about them uh, as well when you are listening to our podcast, since they are the main sponsor uh, of the podcast, where we are uh, very grateful for, uh, of course. 
so yeah, that, that brings us also to uh, uh, the second season uh, for uh, some part, because we uh, are focusing, uh, yeah, have a different take in the, the second season. And yeah, we hope you will also uh, like that. Uh, so yeah, uh, Ari and I and the whole EIS team, uh, podcast team have brainstormed about uh, yeah, what is good uh, in, the, in the podcast, bringing all the stories from people from across the globe, but we uh, have a different take in the, in the second season. Yeah, because what we really like so far about the podcast is that, that listeners uh, have been listening to the podcast from all over the world. So we have uh, listeners from every continent uh, and, and we think that's, yeah, it's really nice that we have a platform to connect so many people. Um, but we're also going to change a few things in the next season. Uh, so could you maybe tell a bit about our focus in the next season, Thomas? Yeah, yeah we, we noticed that um, our podcast is uh, listened by a lot of our EIS members. But we think it's very valuable if we can share our stories also with a, a broader audience. So in the next season, we don't only want to focus on... Uh, persons and or people but more on a theme so for example we have an interesting student uh, team uh, working on locust plagues uh, so we will have a podcast about locusts but also things that are really uh, EIS and part of our international association such as learning a language so there will be a podcast about learning a language about locust plagues uh, where we invite experts or people who have done a lot uh, uh, on that uh, subject and uh, yeah so more about uh, about themes to also uh, connect with uh, with other people uh, and make it uh, more interesting for a broader audience so uh, yeah that's uh, the idea for the second podcast uh, series and of course we also want to uh, get in touch with the board um, and yeah, Omar is the, the first uh, speaker of the board, but around WOCO, we think it's nice if we have a kind of mini series where we invite uh, also other people from the board and let them uh, tell their stories and how it is. So yeah, Omar, how are you experiencing uh, your board here now? Um, how, uh, yeah, how, how does it go in, in, in times of uh, Corona? Because normally you would meet with the board uh, earlier yeah, on, right? Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I, I was in the executive board for like one year and a half now, almost two years. And uh, everything's like when COVID-19 started, we had to switch all, all of our activities uh, to, to the online environment. We, need to, we needed to adapt because our organization is over 60 years old and we needed to keep things evolving and moving forward. Uh, so since March 2020, we, ha we held most if not all our activities online including our annual world congress for the first time being held online um, it was a bit surprising for us but at the same time it was a challenge and we wanted to take it and we made it happen uh, last year and things are no different now and we basically got adapted to the situation and we are holding more and more activities now maybe most of the listeners are are seeing it now we're having a podcast we're having yeah. several online activities, scientific events, even local projects, village concept projects, for example, in uh, rural areas. So we're also having some physical activities planned. But we are, we are making so many improvements in our association this year. And there is a whole team behind it. It's not one person. Uh, we live in different parts of the world, in different regions. I never met some of the team members yet. But still, we managed to 
organize a lot of good good stuff. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah, and also the podcast is uh, is one of the projects that came out of it. But yeah, I I uh, remembered uh, when together with Ardi we organized also in January the climate adaptation summit. There were also nice things that that, that could take place with uh, yeah all of our members over the whole globe uh, stuck at home. But yeah, that, that yeah. gives also possibilities to. Uh, there's there's more possibilities like yeah. this, and, and and I have seen that uh, with COVID, then people who are not able to join a physical event, they are able to join an online event. For whom travel is not possible, not economically feasible or not suitable with time, it's possible for them to join online events. And we've seen that, uh, especially with the climate adaptation uh, youth, uh, youth in agriculture uh, pre-event that we organized in January, we had over 1,500 people there. Wow. And in the AMR Youth Summit, over 4,000 people. Wow. We would never organize something like this without COVID. So... I mean, COVID was also a, a bless for for our organization. Like, yeah. we we got to learn more more out of it. I think. Yeah. And do you think that also, um, you know, like you said, it, it required some adaptation and probably also some creat creativity to, uh, yeah, to adapt to the new circumstances. Do you also think that you can apply the the experience of the last year in the future after the COVID situation might be solved someday? Of course, we, we have uh, this approach uh, of uh, adaptation uh, in, all, in all of our activities. So I can take, for example, our village concept project. So maybe I can also talk about this. Um, so in EAS, we have started uh, our village concept project back in the 1980s. Uh, and since then, we have made uh, large-scale development projects in villages in developing countries, such as Ghana, India, Kenya, and several others. Uh, but after the 2000s, we lost a bit track and we, we, yeah, we, we didn't organize much of these projects. But then with the pandemic, we thought about, yeah, some people are able to gather in their countries, travel yet. Yes, yeah, it's, it's still not possible. But then why not to get back to these village concept projects? So that's why we started six new village concept projects this year in different developing countries, which are now emerging. But now in the future, our, our idea, like, post-COVID is to get people to go to this village concept project, so, so to promote volunteering in a way. So when travel restrictions are lifted, then we're, we'll encourage people all over the world, for example, Wageningen students yeah. can go do volunteering in rural areas and work on agriculture-related uh, activities in uh, developing countries. So this is also one of our ideas of development and adaptation for post-COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like an amazing uh, project uh, indeed, yeah. Yeah, and also with, with our partners when, uh, for example, we, we have a call with uh, Global Center on Adaptation or uh, other big institutes, they, yeah, they, they really like that idea of students uh, who are uh, yeah, actively looking for communities in their surroundings. And I think that's also really part of the idea of uh, EAS, like, uh, yeah, think globally, act locally, uh, yeah. Yeah. In, in, indeed, and we are promoting the, the, the locally youth-led adaptation. Yeah. And that's what, for example, uh, these big, big organizations, that's what, that's what they like, actually. They want the young people to, to strive towards sustainable development goals and to, to create the adaptation that is needed. Yeah. yeah and when you started your, your board here, what were the, the big goals you set for yourselves and how, how is that going? Because it's, it's almost ending, right? Yeah, of course. 
we had uh, our first strategic meeting and I thank, by the way, uh, our training committee and our strategic committee for helping out with the organization of our strategic meetings. Um, so we held our strategy meeting and we, had, uh, we set our goals, but the most important part of our goals was to create impact despite the COVID pandemic. And I think so far we're, we were able to reach that. Uh, I just hope that with the transfer of knowledge and the, the handover processes, we'll be able to continue with that. Uh, and that's, what, that's why we need again the ES training committee and the ES strategic committee to make sure there is a, a long-term strategy for our organization. So we are closely working with uh, both the, these both entities in our organization to make sure there is a strategy from uh, three years or four years from now and which will be presented during our uh, World Congress. So, yeah. Stay tuned then. Stay tuned then, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a new board will be implemented soon. Uh, what is your, your main lesson learned over the last year that you would like to, yeah, to, to tell the, the, the next board? Um, I think I would, I would quote it in uh, Don't wait for opportunity, create it. Um, if you want to implement uh, something, then just go for it. Uh, count on your team members, count on your, uh, on your friends, because you become friends in, in the end. Just count on them, implement your ideas. So this, this idea of, of having the podcast was just an idea we discussed in a one-weekly meeting. And now you can see that, it's, that it became a reality. And I thank all the team behind the podcast. I really listen to them. I cannot wait until it's Sunday to, to listen to the podcast. And it's a, it's a really great initiative. And I also thank Wageningen University for being a sponsor. Um, and yeah, but did, like, just don't wait for opportunity, just create it and go uh, towards your goals. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, amazing goal uh, to aspire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we are, you are doing it, and we are all doing it in uh, EIS. If I look at all the projects which are popping up around the VCPs, uh, podcast yeah yeah are there other things you you want to share now of, of great projects that are are coming up or things that you uh really uh, would like to uh work on uh, in the future uh i would like to maybe uh talk about the world congress mm -hmm. uh we'd like this year we are planning to hold uh, the world congress in the end of july we've already shared the dates it's going to be from the 30th of july to this to the 5th of august uh, we want it to be a learning opportunity for students across the globe and youth in agriculture to learn more about uh, agriculture-related matters, but also about our organization, uh, which is over 64 years old now. Um, and we want it to be linked with this year's topic of the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, which is about the International Year of Fruits and Vegetables. So we want to talk about fruits and vegetables, but also about the importance of nutrition in our uh, World Congress this year. So yeah, stay tuned. We have an, a very uh, skilled organizing committee behind the scenes, which is ready to, to, uh, to rock for, uh, for this year's World Congress. Yeah, no, everything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think uh, that it's a nice theme. Uh, yeah, and that we can uh, invite some great speakers. Uh, and uh, at, indeed, for the network we have as EIS uh, to showcase our platform, it, uh, it can be an amazing uh, World Congress. Yeah, it's the first one for me and, and also for, for Ari. Yeah, yes. we, you would like it. We just joined recently, but um, yeah, we're really liking uh, EIS and uh, the opportunity uh, it gives us. And 
yeah, looking also forward to collaborate with everyone who's watching uh, uh, and, and other committees. And that's also what, what is great about the podcast that yeah, we are then uh, from the editing team. So every week we are uh, editing a story from a different continent. Yes, exactly. And, and that's also, again, it, it, it brings you in touch with people from, from all different continents. And that, that's, that's, yeah, it, it's a very yeah. nice experience. Yeah, and despite it, it that we have uh, a lot of Europeans on, on the team uh, and also a lot of, of Dutch listeners, we, we see that more, more than half of our listeners is from outside of Europe and also see uh, uh, that, that some uh, of the episodes are really taking off in, uh, in certain places. So yeah, we really like uh, seeing that and, uh, and hope it can spread even further uh, across the globe. And I think the WOCO can also be an amazing opportunity for yeah, our skilled student reporters who have uh, been interviewing all those members across the globe to uh, ask also some questions to uh, yeah, the board and uh, maybe some, uh, some other experts that are attending uh, uh, the World Congress. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, then uh, uh, I think uh, um, we can move outside. Yeah. And, and show everyone the beautiful city of Rotterdam where we uh, are, are proud of to, um, yeah, to, to, and then uh, there was, was some, some football, uh, football hooligans <laughs> today. <laughs> we saw some police around, but no, most of the time it's, it's beautiful. You can see behind us, I will, uh, I will grab the, the, the phone so you can uh, see it because next week the Eurovision, um, song uh, contest will be held here. Yeah, so people from uh, across the globe, mostly from Europe, but also from uh, Australia and also from Israel, I think. Um, yeah, they, they prepared a, a song and that will be, uh, yeah, will be played in, in Aue, uh, last year the Netherlands one, so that's why it's organized in Rotterdam this year. And over there, we that's, um, yeah, from Feyenoord, uh, it's the, the biggest uh, football club of Rotterdam. Um, and I think those are the, the biggest landmarks from this side of the city. But if we go to the other side, then you can see some more. So we'll move this balcony real quick. Bring you the best from outside. Ooh, the sun is setting. So if you could maybe tell a bit more about this site, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, we see here, we are now at the south of Rotterdam, but we look to the north of the river. And uh, we see there, you see a high mast. That's the uh, Euromast. That's a nice viewpoint. You see uh, a green dome that is in a, a tunnel, uh, the entrance to a tunnel, the Maas Tunnel. And if we go to the left, you see the beautiful port of uh, Rotterdam, the biggest port of Europe. So you see in the back all the cranes and all the, the big ships that uh, arrive here. And if we go to uh, the right, yeah, we see, you see it's, it's a small building there, but it has three green domes. That is Hotel New York. There all the ships went from, uh, uh, yeah, from Rotterdam to, uh, to America. And uh, you see an, uh, yeah, some nice skyscrapers there too. And uh, you see uh, also the Erasmus Bridge over there. And uh, yeah, some nice, uh, some nice buildings here, some old um, uh, harbor uh, uh, buildings because this, is, uh, this was uh, one of the uh, 
the harbors, but most of it moved uh, uh, more to the sea. And here some residential uh, areas popped up. So yeah, it's an, uh, a nice city. It's uh, uh, a bit unknown city. Um, the the uh, Amsterdam is the most popular city of the Netherlands, of course, but uh, it's also here nice to, uh, to walk around. And as Omar uh, told you, he is enjoying it. And uh, yeah, so I think, I don't know if there are any questions left, if we can uh, start a Q&A. If you have one, you can ask. And uh, otherwise we will um, start the, uh, end the podcast. We can also invite you, you can tune in. All right. See animals there, great. Okay. Then I think we can uh, end the live stream. Thank you very much for uh, watching and i hope you will enjoy the uh, second season of the eis podcast and uh, yeah hope to see you later